It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. All right, welcome back. I'm Ethan Millard, filling in for Boyd today on Inside Sources. Thanks so much for tuning in to KSL News Radio today. I'm just having the best time doing this. And uh, some local topics we're going to hit right now, though. Today, uh, Governor Spencer Cox rolled out his budget proposals. Among them, when I thought, well, let's chat through a few of them. There's one specifically that caught my eye. And I was glad to see a little bit of... What's the word I'm looking for? A little bit of agreement on the part of uh, Senator Stuart Adams, who's a leader in the legislature. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Here are a few highlights. $556 million in K-12 through education, including a 5% increase in the weighted pupil unit, which is, of course, how they calculate the funding. You guys know this. Uh, $105 million to provide state employee pay and benefit increases, including a 3.5% cost of living increase. Now, here's a place where I think he could do better. And the legislature should think about this because, as you probably know, inflation this year was not 3.5%. Now, there are a couple of ways that you could calculate it, and I know some aggressive partisans are saying it's up as high as 15%, 20%. I don't go that far. But the Social Security Administration did a 5.9% cost of living increase, and I think that that's more in the ballpark of where we are, about a 6% increase in inflation, the cost of living increase is supposed to cover inflation. So they're covering half of that, just a little over half of the actual increase in the cost of living. So I think they can do better than that. But um, $3 million to fund rural electric vehicle charging infrastructure, $63 million for targeted pay increases for state employees, including public safety officers. So there's a lot here. But Oh, including $141 million to develop the point, which is the site of the former Utah State Prison in Draper. And that is another place where that kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit, because you know the point, right? The point is this massive new area for for redevelopment in, um, (laughs) how else can I put it, one of the richest areas in the state. So I look at that and I think, well, geez, do we really need to fork over $140 million to develop that area? I mean, what's, you know, do we really have to, or could this kind of roll out a little more organically, considering it's such a coveted piece of of uh, real estate? And when you think about it, the only reason it's being developed is because we put in the taxpayer dollars to move the prison. And the reason we put the taxpayer dollars in to move the prison, and everyone knows this, because this was said out loud by state leaders at the time, then walked back once everyone got upset but the reason they're moving it is they can redevelop that property you remember draper leaders rolled out the whole big uh model of the redevelopment you know the redevelopment they want to do that model disappeared quickly didn't it well the fact is that's what it was so i i look at the point and i think well didn't we as taxpayers already do our part which was to pay to move the prison so that you could redevelop it do you really need another 140 million dollars out of our money kicked in there. That's just, you know, 
That's just my question. And I think you can <laughs> probably detect a little bit of opinion in there, too. But uh, let's go, though. Um, one of the other elements that is in Governor Cox's budget proposal is an enormous amount, an enormous investment in um, water conservation, especially around the Great Salt Lake. And this is one area where it looks like we're going to have some, what's the word I'm looking for? We're going to have some agreement with the legislature because President Stuart Adams here also says, we're going to play this for you, that managing our water resources is also a big priority. Water is the only limiting factor for growth in Utah, and we know that uh, water is so important for our uh, both our, our existence and our way of life and our quality of life. Uh, water has to be a priority, uh, along with education and other things, but uh, uh, water is surely uh, one of the priorities that we believe we need to uh, spend resources on and, and manage manage properly. And, of course, you know, there are a couple of elements to this conversation, right? There's, of course, clean water, maintaining clean water for our use. Uh, second is having enough water. He mentioned that it's a limit to limitation of growth. It's a huge limitation of growth. It's, 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 it's fatal to growth, right? The lack of water ends growth. Um, Governor Cox says he wants to see more reservoirs in the mountains as a way to increase our water supply. Um, so it sounds like that's something that uh, that the legislature would be into as well. But what was most interesting, though, was what Spencer Cox had to say, Governor Cox had to say about the Great Salt Lake and about how we need to fix that. And he's right, because when the water is low, it creates um, pollution problems uh, in Salt Lake Valley. The Salt Lake Valley has big pollution problems in part because of fine particulate matter. And so when the Salt Lake, Great Salt Lake is surrounded by these salt flats that the, the lake bed kicks up, that the muddy lake bed dries out and kicks up into the valley, that's a hazard. It's a health hazard. It's a pollution hazard for our community. Secondarily, there's the environmental element, right, um, because this is um, a migratory bird refuge. And not only that, but we have a, a, a fairly impressive industry out there uh, with the brine shrimp. And no water, no brine shrimp, right? The salt guys can keep going for a long, long time, but the brine shrimp guys are going to go out of business relatively quick. So there's that, but, but also there's this something else. And, and we keep forgetting about this. And I know when I first started at KSL, I remember, I can't remember who it was though in the legislature, but this was, he was, he was um, sharing what was a universally held uh, viewpoint though among state leaders at the time. And that is any drop of water that makes it to the Great Salt Lake is a drop of water that's wasted. In other words, maximum diversion to development and usage. And uh, you get that from one perspective. But here's what happens though, is that the Great Salt Lake plays a really important role in our snowpack. There was an old church movie. You guys remember the pump? Who remembers the pump? Raise your hand if you remember the pump. Guy's out driving, car breaks down, he's thirsty. And he finds an old pump in, I guess, an old ghost town. And the pump uh, isn't pumping anymore. It's a hand pump. And there's a note. And uh, and then the, you can probably remember the narrator's voice, that kind of old town hokey. Oh, this pump's never gone dry. And then he says, buried underneath this uh, pump is a bottle of water. Just pour that water into the pump. That'll prime it, and you'll get all the water you need. And the guy, instead, just drinks the bottle of water, and then he dies. Right? He could add all the water he needed. That's what's happening with the Great Salt Lake. The great, when the Great Salt Lake is large and full and healthy, 
we have a stronger snowpack, which means we have more water in the mountains flowing. We have more snow, and we have more water flowing into our reservoirs. We have more water to use. And so, uh, unfortunately, I think the legislature, they forgot about that movie. They need to watch that movie again because we got to prime the pump. And if we starve the Great Salt Lake, we starve our own snowpack. And that's it. I mean, the snowpack is it because new reservoirs, all those are doing is just capturing snowpack in new places. Snowpack is it, man. If we don't have that, or if we lose that, or if that's eroded, we can build all the reservoirs we want, and we won't be able to dig ourselves out of it. We just got to prime the pump. And so I was really, really pleased to see Governor Cox include the Great Salt Lake itself, not just water, the Great Salt Lake itself, um, in his budget plans, I I, I think that's going to be really really important. We just we just need a a a frame shift, right? We just need to shift our understanding from water in the Great Salt Lake is wasted. We should have used it to build another neighborhood. To water in the Great Salt Lake is precious because it means more water in the snowpack, and that's really what we uh, how we need to look at it. I'm I'm convinced of this. All right, uh, one other thing that. Uh, that Senator uh, Senate President Stuart Adams wanted to point out also is the areas where the Republicans and the few Democrats that are up there uh, can get along on the budget. I think you'll see in in, in the base budget uh, uh, funding Medicaid growth and inflation. You'll see us put money into education. Uh, we'll fund an inflationary uh, amount that we've committed to for education. Uh, we'll fund growth in education. We'll put together. We'll fund the reserve fund for education. We'll fund lots of things. I think that that uh, colleagues on both sides of the aisle will be happy about. Well, and they they often do get a lot of bipartisan agreement on many of these. Uh, elements. In fact, uh, that's one of the things that's interesting is how often these items pass unanimously. Um, but it's not always, I, I think you might be overstating it to say that these are agreements with Democrats. The Democrats typically want more for things like education. All right, we're going to grab a quick break. When we come back, uh, are, if you're tired of comparing your holiday party to the ones on social media, we might have a solution for you so that you don't just get so darn down on yourself. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope and Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 